Today, we talk about five changes that happen to the vagina during menopause or that time leading up to menopause. It is so important to pay attention to the health of your body for years leading up to menopause. I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the Wise Divine Woman podcast and the Facebook Wise Divine Woman page. Pages, all things glorious and wonderful. Today we're just relaxing and enjoying all that we can do in our Ontario restrictions and all the loveliness that this spring weather is bringing us. And I hope you're enjoying your beautiful day today. So today I wanted to talk a little bit about the first part of vaginal health and how this actually plays a role in um, perimenopause and menopause. So there's a few different issues that we kind of run into with the vagina. So there's five changes. So I'm just sort of Cole's notes. If you want to dig deeper, please seek a professional, a naturopathic myself uh, for one-on-one to actually go for the different needs. Uh, Because Vaginal health is so unique to so many women. And then we have so much fun in life. And then all of a sudden, boom, we're blindsided by the changes that happen during menopause and perimenopause uh, because we weren't paying attention to the inflammatory markers or the hormonal changes when we were younger. And I, I think this is something that we need to always stay focused on when you're younger, like in that. 35 to 45 range, pay attention to the symptoms, pay attention to balancing your hormones uh, and reducing inflammation of the body, removing the uh, toxins out of the body so that this, this transition, and if your estrogens are out of balance, and the estrogens play a huge role, but if you're paying attention and staying abreast of these things, then you're not going to run into so many uh, scary symptoms. Um when you become older and you have no more kids in the house and you're retiring and you're looking to live life to the fullest things happen girls pay attention reduce it be aware and uh, do everything you can when you're 35 to 45 to um, balance out the estrogens revitalize the body restore balance so that you don't have these uncomfortable symptoms. So we know that during menopause, and we talk about this all the time, our estrogens, of course, drop and our physical changes to the vagina, the vulva and the and the vaginal opening change. And if you're someone who has that sort of uh, imbalances at a young age, it will only get worse. We will only get worse. So pay attention. If you're experiencing dryness and urinary tract infections, just know that as you're in menopause, most post-menopause, because your estrogens are low. Sometimes estrogen suppositories will work. Uh, working with products like Estromend, uh, things like that can actually help. But when you're looking at these changes, it's called vaginal atrophy. And now it's sort of a syndrome. It's a genitorinary, genitorinary uh, syndrome of menopause, which is called G. SM now. And it affects actually 
half, if you can believe it, 50% of postmenopausal women, according to some new research out of the obstetrics and uh, gynecology office. Anyways, that was out of 2016. So you know, with the more stress um, and, and the more difficulties that we have balancing hormones, you know that this number is only going to go up. So top five changes that could happen to your vagina during menopause. Sex can be uncomfortable or even painful. So we know in normal life, we have this beautiful, thick, wall in the vagina that's called rugal folds and it allows for that expansion and or contraction either to accommodate a child a baby or a penis so it's that sort of that aspect these rigid rugal folds flatten and so and or you know that has all that but as we age and our estrogens uh, diminish it flattens and it becomes thin so it can become painful with penetration. You can, even with, um, uh, even on the outside of the vagina and the vulva, it also can become thin, inflamed. It can have red patches. Um, even if a doctor touches it with a swab when they're taking samples, uh, just to ensure even the opening of the vagina can be very painful as well. So this is a serious conversation that you have to have with your medical doctor. Um, and then they can refer you to uh, a gynecologist if that's the case if not seek a naturopath who can sub, who can uh, prescribe uh, bioidenticals or compounded uh, hormones that you can do uh, suppositories now if this isn't a choice for you there are some beautiful uh, vaginal serums to help smooth and soothe the the vulva um, when it does become irritated and to maintain um, that pH balance. Again, um, you want to talk to your doctor and you or seek a, a naturopath or someone who can prescribe. If not, there are nutritionists and other holistic practitioners that can help you. So please seek, call me or seek someone who can help you. Number two, it can also burn when you pee. Feeling that burn, it can be that the lining of the vagina and the urethra, because they're very similar, and they are both affected by the estrogen receptors, when the estrogens drop, the tissues dry up, and that leaves a, 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 a landscape or environment that gives bacteria, bad bacteria, a chance to populate, right? With usually acidic, um, and you know that the the balance of that is very delicate. So if you have a perfect storm, if you have a bladder infection and in the urethra, and this also changes quite often when your estrogens drop. Um, cranberry juice, of course, D-mannose um, and probiotics are all super good. And remember a few weeks ago, we spoke about probiotics and the benefits of that for breast health, but there are also probiotics that are beneficial for vaginal health as well. You want to ha allow it for the bacteria to proper bacteria, you know, to to take over the landscaping so that the bad bacteria can't stick to the walls and cause uh, differences. So even your vulva may look different. So it's interesting. Has anyone ever taken a hand mirror and uh, laid down comfortably, propped yourself up on pillows, take a hand mirror and look at your vagina? Of course, in the beautiful 
beautiful before children, a little distorted after children. Always good to note, even to look during pregnancy, that you don't have uh, a varicose vein or anything bulging in that aspect, just to be sure, uh, because you don't just want to, you want to keep an eye on these uh, this aspect, even using some really beautiful oils from, say, Godessa with Carly Samalt, or perhaps Living Libations, or make your own with coconut oil. Uh, our essential oils can be very beneficial. Now, the Living Libations, they have a couple of different blends that can reduce inflammation, that can help uh, with the birth, and then they can help in the uh, passion portion of things, too. But you want to know that the that the labia, the vulva, all of that can also change as well. So watching, you know, if you're doing your breast checks once a month, do your vaginal checks too. You want, you do want to check for lumps and bumps on the on the on the outside of the vagina, even on the inside of the vagina. Look and feel that the texture is still the same. That there's nothing weird, and um, that there's uh, that it looks fine as well. Um, there are many women that have uh, vaginal cancers, and it's really something to sort of keep ahead of, right? We want to we want to certainly be proactive about not just our breast health, our overall health, mental health, all this gut health. Let's not forget our vagina. So we see the actual thinning and flattening of the labia, and this can uh, over time some women may actually lose their uh, labia minora. So you want to uh, always keep an eye. And just, it's yours, understand and look at it, what it looks like, and so that you can respect your body better and love on your yoni much better as well. So yoni is more of that holistic word for the whole, um, the vaginal cavity, the vagina, the, the uterus, everything, so that, that yoni kind of uh, idea. So what's important, it's not always to treat the inside of your vagina, but it's also about the outside. So if you want to evaluate both areas often so that you can stay ahead of whether it's shrinking and or it's too sensitive or that you want to ensure that even the, uh, the vulva looks fine and it will change. It may change with menopause and postmenopause. The vagina's microbiome may shift. I love that. I love the word microbiome. It makes me think of, you know, that terrarium that you would grow, but it's not unusual for the vaginal pH to change. This is number four. Uh, the vaginal microbiome pH will change with menopause and normal healthy vagina pH is low, right? But as a woman develops, that pH may increase. A rise in the pH alone won't cause symptoms, but it will cause the altering of the microbiome, right? This whole beautiful uh, landscape of bacteria that's naturally in the vagina area. This also then leads to risk of increased vaginal infections, bladder infections, all sorts of different things in that way. Increased inflammation, itchiness, soreness, tearing, things like that. Um, to decrease your pH levels and improve good uh, vaginal bacteria, you want to opt maybe for discussing vaginal estrogen suppositories. Talk to your doctor, talk to your nurse practitioner, talk to your naturopath, talk to your nutritionist to start the conversation. 
so that you know the right way to ask, that you don't feel foolish about it. You can practice um, with uh, a nutritionist or a, whole, uh, a holistic practitioner to make sure that you're eating the right food for hormone balancing and also what supplementations may help. But when it comes to the nitty gritty, like I've done with a few of my clients, we've gone through the questions to ask, we talk about what tests to do, and uh, they were able to have a really good, confident discussion with their with their doctors and nurse practitioners. Now, it's also that you may leak a little when you cough. Now, I'll say sure, because it's all about the hormones that then uh, make the muscles a little more weak, but it's not normal. I don't think incontinence is a normal portion or normal like oh I'm just old I laugh when I, I when I pee I leak right or when I laugh I, I I trinkle a little I do not I think this is a normal I think there are many ways to look at it now I think our sciences and our trainings and our philosophies have changed a little bit on this so if you've got to go you've got that feeling make sure you get there don't struggle about it make sure that you if you as soon as you do but is this recognizes that you have your pelvic floor is weak so there's a lot of urinary you know symptoms that we sort of recognize when our our hormones go out of balance or when they um our estrogens or uh, testosterone or progesterones change with menopause it becomes sort of this incontinence incontinence i don't think is a normal um, aspect so you can see a pelvic floor physical therapist to ensure that you're doing the proper exercise. It's not just the Kegel because the Kegel may not be the right exercise for you. You need to perhaps see a chiropractor or an osteopath or a massage therapist to make sure that that lower lumbar from that L1 to L5, perhaps even the, uh, the S, the, the sacral area, the S1 to S5, I think, um, is also imbalanced and there's no inflammation, no pinched nerve, no bulging disc to cause a muscle or a nerve deviation wrapping around the front through the dermatones. That's what these people do. That's what they're specialized in. Yes, she may, he, she may, because usually the physical therapist is a she, um, will have to go inside of the vaginal cavity and make an assessment with the muscles and the position of the bladder or the position of the uterus and the cervix to determine what's going to be best for you or what therapies are going to be best for you. Uh, some women also use a pelvic floor activator. Um, and I don't have mine here with me, sorry. But it's a device that you would use that you would be able to then squeeze and practice that also. Um, and that was designed with a woman um, in Ottawa. And I do practice at her clinic as well. There are lots of great things you can do, but know that it's not a normal aspect, reducing your inflammation, ensuring that your bacteria is in check, making sure that the muscles and the hips and the pelvic floor are also balanced and in check as well. It's, you know, we can't help that, you know, sex may throw our hips out or we fall, we slip, we're dancing around the campfire, we fall. Uh, this may throw our hips out and then you don't take care of it because you're not in pain now, but a misalignment will cause incontinence later. Uh, even a gymnastics accident or riding a bicycle, um, you know, when you fall off long time ago, will actually misalign the hips. We don't notice it now because we're always so active, but it's always to make sure 
that you're using that uh, to ensure that. So that's sort of that prevention of incontinence uh, in, in, and practicing a sort of Kegel, which is important as well, and recognizing the foods and the herbs and the tinctures. Even uh, we can go as far as even talking about uh, yoni pots and yomi steaming which i think is a fantastic concept not that i've done that yet but it certainly is a delightful way to sort of think about things in a more holistic traditional way to treat the yoni and uh, steam it with beautiful herbs uh, to help um, you know like treat it in that aspect so these are certain things to certainly wonderful to talk about. And even with when you're talking pelvic floor activators, you may also know that there are yoni eggs, uh, which can also be inserted and held. And that way you can um, practice increasing that muscle strength there as well. Now, there are many other causes that you may have when you are talking about uh, vaginal dryness as well. You do need to recognize that perhaps medications can cause dryness, just the same as medications can cause dryness to your mouth or like the side effects of blood pressure medications perhaps, because they are diuretics as well, can cause eye dryness, they can cause mouth dryness. So you have to remember that they may cause dryness elsewhere in the body as well. So these are certain things to talk about and your, your doctor may not know all the side effects to the medications that you're on. So ensure that you discuss this with your pharmacist as well and say, okay, what are the side effects of the medications that I'm on and how may it affect my genitalia or how it may affect my vaginal health? And these are just, you know, if, if we all just start talking about it, the world will be much better for it. We can't just go around thinking that, um, you know, these problems, these sexual problems or these things like that should just be swept under the rug. No, let's be proactive about it. Let's talk about these things like they're a normal conversation so that our daughters and our granddaughters also recognize the importance of taking care of the body, not just the mind, not just the gut, not just the breast, but also the vagina as well. Know that when you are actually transitioning from perimenopause to menopause, our testosterone levels drop. And that's where we may lose a bit of that libido and or, you know, this decreased uh, desire and arousal. Now, in most good, healthy relationships, you want to discuss this openly with your partner, or husband, wife, so that you can be prepared if this does happen, then what are the avenues that are going to be um, pursued to ensure that you're always making that beautiful, intimate connection, um, that both partners are uh, aroused or satisfied or pleased, because it's part of our human nature to, to have this as well. And uh, so it also depends on your culture, your background, and how you're going to talk about these things, your previous sexual experiences and things like that. But again, if we're going to start talking about it and making it part of a normal conversation, then I think we're going to overcome a lot of these sexual hurdles in time um, because we want to, you know, it, sex education just shouldn't be for the public schools to educate on, which is ridiculous. Um, it should be part of a conversation you have with your children 
all the time, even as old, even into older years, which is funny because I'm sure it makes him feel very uncomfortable, but it shouldn't be. It should be part of that. So just as much as we have uh, this issue as we transition with lower arousal, and there are different herbs that you can do, better eating, of course. There are lots of great sensual foods that you can utilize uh, to bring out um, arousal or libido. A glass of wine might actually have one glass of wine, not the bottle, but the glass of wine to actually lower the nervousness, bring out a inhibition, and just be able to enjoy each other's uh, company um, in that in that. So it's always that open conversation to have these healthy sexual conversations with the family with not your family but your your loved one if it's just as important or just a, as good of an understanding to understand that vaginal dryness of course is part of a hormone relation it also can be part of a a, a deeper issue with the body like inflammation or other chronic issues and it can also change because of chemotherapy radiations illnesses, chronic illnesses. So keeping this always talking about the options, what's going to happen if, how can I support you, how can you support me. But men also have erectile dysfunction as much. Now with men, for instance, uh, if you are seeing that the your husband um, is having this difficulty, please be sure that he also seeks counsel nutritionally, but also with their doctor, because it may be a precursor to a heart condition, cardiovascular decision, uh, uh, change as well. But it also can be part of a supplexation or a misalignment or, or herniated disc in the lower back as well. And please, um, it's, it's so important to always maintain this health of the spine since the nervous system is held there that you're strengthening and stretching properly to maintain um, the core strength of things and then also finding the ways that you can reduce the inflammation in those areas as well. It's not just for now, but it's actually for longevity as well. And I think that there are, um, it's, it's interesting when you're researching and understanding, I think it honestly comes back down to regardless if there's you know if you have a libido if you have an orgasm if there's erectile dysfunctions or you know if you if you don't know how to uh, you've never had a, an orgasm or you just don't ever touch yourself or you don't ever do these things it always comes back down to communication and knowledge and in when you're in a relationship making sure that you know you're you're expressing your feelings you're expressing and getting these things off the, uh, out of the way so that you can then connect better with your partner, with your husband, with your wife to overcome any challenges that may come. And don't just say, oh, I'm in menopause. Oh, I, you know, I have a headache or no, get down to the problems, understand, rebuild your comfort level about and, and your ability to communicate sexual desire the, the, the response to one another on the functionality of the, of the body. So it's just about all the different things that you can do to allow this whole understanding as, as you age, yes, of course, your vagina changes, the penis changes, your body changes, but 
in knowledge, acceptance, communication is actually where you're going to have the best conversations uh, and the best relationships with the people you've chosen to spend time with. Um, yeah, so we're going to continue this talk later this week as well, talking about foods, talking about the different tools, and that's where I'll grab the other tools, um, and just continuing this great talk about vaginal health uh, when it comes to your body and aging with menopause. Okay, I really hope that you've enjoyed that today. Thank you for joining me on the Wise Divine Women podcast and the Wise Divine Woman page. You guys have a great day today.